Yud Beis Amad Aleph, and the wide lines, ten wide lines down, we pick with a Gufa, something we finished with yesterday, we'll analyze again today. So they put a Gufa, marking on the Gufa, Ki of Dimi, we circled Rav Dimi, and a line and a half later, first word of line is Ravin, we'll also circle Ravin. Uh, apparently we're going to have um, two different uh, traditions of the uh, exchange rate and what's uh, which coins are worth how many other coins. We're, we're very, uh, I'll speak for myself, the, uh, my entire life I've been very spoiled, it dollars and cents. Even in Israel, I remember, you probably remember in the 80s where there was rapid inflation and, and uh, you know, if you were a millionaire in shekels, you could basically buy yourself, I don't know. Chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> chocolate milk and maybe a pizza for the family. Um, there's been, the history of currency has been uh, much different over time. My wife remembers when she was young in England, they had all different types of, of denominations and the exchange rate would change for different denominations. Depending on what. Even now we have the, the shekel dollar rate, um, which most of us are familiar with, and you'll have sometimes... Is it that the dollar's getting stronger? Is it the shekel's getting weaker? It's probably some combination of the two. Um, sometimes it is just one or the other. So uh, you have to try to get yourself into the mind frame of monetary exchange rates in those times. Maybe silver became uh, more scarce, and therefore silver coins became more valuable. Um, other uh, uh, world powers would take over smaller powers. So that, with that in mind, Kiyosar of Dimi, Amar, he made an assessment in his generation. Kamahipruta. This is very important talachalamaisa for us because when a man is being makadish woman kesef, how much is a pruta? How much is it worth? Well, achad mishmaina is quickly an achad mishmaina one eighth of an isra hayitalki. Vichiasa ravin at another time, not like hundreds of years later, probably I don't know, uh, 20, 30 years difference. When Ravan came, I circled his name, Amar, he had a different uh, thing which he reported. He said that another group of Rabbanan, Rab Dostoy, Rabbiana, and Ravaishya, had the same question. How much is a pruta? Very important to know for what's the minimum amount of Mikadash woman. And they came to the conclusion, Echad mi shisha, I squiggle on Echad mi shisha, one sixth of an Isser Hayitalki. Now that's fine if we have two different. Uh, reports because you could have uh, fluctuation apparently in, in the price of, uh, of of what a coin is actually worth. Um, you know, what a pruta was worth nowadays is going to be different than what a pruta was worth 50 years ago in terms of dollars and cents because your dollar can buy you a lot less now and therefore it's not that the pruta is changing, it's just that the amount that you can buy with it is changing. Amar Leisa says Abayi to Ravdimi. Ravdimi was one of the two who came. Abaye says to him, that's very interesting. We have your tradition. We have Ravan's tradition. Should we say, Nema at Veravan, let us say that you and Ravan are paralleling an earlier Machlokas Tanoim. Beplukta Dahani Tanoi that we're about to see, Kamiflugisu, that's what you're arguing about, Desanya. This Brisa goes, we're going to see right now, goes for just over five lines. And it's going to seem, certainly like on the surface level, that uh, two Tanoim will have a Tanakama and a Shemagam Leo. The Tanakama seems going to say that the ratio is one to eight for a Pruta to an Isari Talki. Rishimam Leo is going to seem to say it's one to six. And uh, essentially, a bias question is maybe the two of you are simply like two different Tanoim of Malchus Tanoim. Says the Brisa. Pruta Shamruchachamim. Throughout Halacha, when we're talking about a Pruta, how much is a pruta? What's the value of it? Well, echad mi shmaina, I dot underline the term shmaina, 
Be'isr ha'italki, and I double underline the word isr. So it's basically one to eight. Now we get into the kitchen to see the way the uh, chef cooks this up. In other words, what's the exchange rate that gets you to that figure one to eight? This is where I, I hope the, uh, the little picture that I sent out, which had uh, the exchanges, uh, comes to help. Uh, you basically are going to start, you want to know how you get that one isser is eight prutas. And you're going to want to know in the other sheet how you get that one isser is six prutas. Because that's the rate they're telling us. So let's start with Ravdimi. Uh, who's also apparently the one we're going to try to match up with, the Tanakama. So the top two lines of what I sent out, if you keep one finger in the Gemara, maybe one finger in the picture, if that's possible. Sheish Ma'akesef is a dinner. So we'll start with one dinner. One dinner equals six Ma'akesef. Fine. And then we're going to go and we're going to have denominations of coins that are less valuable and less valuable. So one dinner will get you six Ma'akesef. Those six Ma'akesef, or the way the Bryce says it, Ma'a, or it's a two to one. So with your six malkes, you can get 12 punjoinin. That's next. A punjoinin is two isarin, which means for your 12 punjoinin, if you have to you get twice as many, you get 24 isers. That's going to be a very important one for 24 isser coins. I circled that in the picture. Then the next exchange rate is uh, isser. One isser gets you shnei musmasin. Each one is going to be twice as valuable. So you see 24 isers get you 48 musmasin. A mismas gets you two Kundrankens, so you get from 48 Musmasim, you get 96 Kundrankens, and finally, the other uh, coinage that we're very interested in, one Kundrank gets you Shtei Prutois, two Prutois, or 96 of them gets you 192 Prutois. So on our list, if you look at it, we just want to focus now on the Isra and the Pruta. For 24 Isurin, if you exchange it for Musmasim, then the Kundrin, we're basically going to get 8 Prutas. That leads us to, and that's the line Underneath that, one isser is eight prutas. Okay, so how much is a pruta? One eighth of an isser. If one isser gets you eight prutas, one pruta is one eighth of an isser. That's how you get nimtza. Comes out, says the brisa, pruta is echad mishmoyna b'isser italki. One eighth of an isser. Okay, that is one approach. That's the approach that you see on all the way on the left. We called that at the Tanakama, and we're going to try to match up with Dimi with that approach. The next approach in the Bryce is Roshimagam Liel. I boxed Roshimagam Liel. And he's going to throw in a, uh, uh, maybe one or two other coins that we weren't uh, um, introduced to in the previous opinion. And uh, we'll use now the, uh, the bottom lines of the picture I sent out. So Roshimagam Liel says, Shloisha Hidrasin is a ma'a. Now, in, in this picture, uh, you have one ma'a is three hidrasin. By the way, a ma'a, which I put in parentheses above that line, if you're looking at the picture, is four issers. Okay, because that's like a given. You know, one ma'a is four issers. Do we know that ratio? One ma'a is four issers? Yeah, if you look directly above it, because six ma'a in the previous opinion, the Tanakama was 24 isers, and it's a ratio of 1 to 4. For every ma, you get 4 isers. But now we're going to go within Roshim Gamliel. One ma is 3 hidrasin. Okay, back in the Brisa. 2 hinsin is 1 hidris. So the hidris, for each hidris, you get 2 hinsin, or for 3 hidrasin, back in our picture, you get 6 hinsin. Shnei shamnin lehins, you get two shamnin for every hints, or if you have six hints in, you have 12 shamnin, and finally, uh, back in the brisa, 
two prutais le shaman. Or for 12 shaman, if it's a 2 to 1 ratio, you get 24 prutas. Okay, so we went from one ma'a, gets you three hydrocene, you can train your three hydrocene for six, 12, until you get to prutas. So for one ma'a, you get 24 prutas. Or, how many yisurin is a ma'a? Four. So what would be the ratio if you look at the line underneath it, which is in brackets, if four isers is 24 prutas, divide by four, one iser is six prutas. Oh, Nimsa comes out back in the Raisa that a pruta is achas mishisha, one-sixth of an iser hayitalki. Okay, so if you look in the brackets then of the Tanakama, one iser gets you eight prutas, and if you look in the bracket section of what we call Shrimgam Leo, one iser gets you six prutas. I think this, in my mind, this is the easiest way to present it. I, I hope it's pretty straightforward. Now, why do we bring in the whole Raisa? Because Abaye was speaking to Ravdimi. Ravdimi was one of the two who came from Eretz and Abai says to Ravdima, Lema, should we say, Demar, Amrak Tanakama, you Ravdimi, you're going like the Tanakama, you had given a one to eight ratio, and so did the Tanakama, and Ravin to Amrak Gamliel, and Ravin is going like Roshim Gamliel, basically you're each taking one side of Machlokas Tanoim. Now, if I had to take the side of Machlokas Tanoim, for that matter, any Amira, they're much more comfortable being in the corner of the Rabbana. Not that Roshim Gamliel is a slacker, but when you have a Shitas Yachid versus a Shitas Ravim, Every Amara in general would always prefer to go with the Shitas Rabbin. So, even though Abai suggested to Ravdimi that you're like the Shitas Rabbanan, Ravdimi, in his Talmudic honesty, admits that no. Also, my, the one who came and gave the other report, Ravin, is also Amarle. So says Ravdimi back to Abaye. Bain di di, bain di Ravin. Whether it was my report or Ravin's report, we're both saying our opinion, Alibaditana Kama. Now, how can it be Alibaditana Kama? As far as the Tanakhama is concerned, that's a straight one iser is eight prutas. Veloikasha had aiker iser had dizol isuri. That the issue is not the prutas. The prutas says a set value. It's whether the iser is a little bit more valuable or a little bit less valuable. It's almost like the way they sometimes view the American dollar. The American dollar is the reserve currency of the world. Everything else is in context of the American dollar. And if when, when it is like rock solid, that actually makes a lot of sense. Over here, the prutas stay the same. It's how many isers are in a pruta, colon. Ha da aiker, I underline ha da aiker isuri, when isurin are more valuable, kum esim arba be zuzo. One dinner gets you how many isers? If the isers are more valuable, oh, 24 of them. As opposed to ha desail, when it's less valuable, the isurin, you know what if it's less valuable? For your zoos, for your zoos is nothing for a dinner, you can actually get more of them, kum tilsen train be zuza, 32 of them for a zoos. So it's that the isur is changing in value, not the pruta, which is the same way you come to Israel and you have your dollar. And you come now and they'll give you, let's say, three shekel and 69, really, 3.7. That's amazing. I came here six months ago, it was 3.3, right? So the, the dollar is the given and it's the shekel that is fluctuating. And that's what we're saying over here. It's that the iser is fluctuating to the dinner, not the pruta. The pruta is always the same number of prutas per dinner. Okay, period. Amar Shmuel. Uh, a little bit lighter now, especially for those who don't like math. Man walks up to woman. Now, he doesn't say, would you like to go on a date with me? He says, I make with a date. Literally, he gives her a date. Does that work? 
kids up tomorrow. The English you can uh, sort of make these cases funny in that language only. Anyway, kids up tomorrow. Afilo imid courts tomorrow imid dinner. Even if you could buy like a whole barrel. By the way, dates are very expensive now. Probably if you go to even I don't know Jordan somewhere where they have a date from, you could probably get a mass amount of dates for not that much money, but if you're in the big city, like if you're in Moscow, or if you're in I don't know, Paris in the middle of the winter, dates could be very expensive. Anyway, so in a case, says Shmuel, where a man gives a woman a, the fruit, a date, and is Mikadosh with it, even Afilamid courts more in the dinar. Like, you could buy a whole box of dates for one dinar, still Mikudeshes. Why? Why is Shmuel telling us this? How can it be used to Mikudeshes? You never know! If it's February in Moscow, how much could you get for a date? Could be you get a Shavapruta. Even though you could go down to Saudi Arabia and get 500 of them for that amount. And therefore, we're Chayshish. Really? So you're telling me the thing here is like definitely not worth that much, but you could be Chayshish but our Mishnah said differently. Here's a quote from our Mishnah. The only time Kedush will be good is if it's worth a Pruta or a Shavapruta. Right? And, well, this is definitely not worth a shava pruta here. We didn't talk about you have to go assess its value throughout the whole world. Loikasha answers the Gemara. There are two different scenarios. We want to know when is there a Vada Kedushin, and then we also know when it's a Suffolk Kedushin. You want to know what's a Vada Kedushin? Habe Kedushin Vada. If it's worth a pruta here and now, and that's clear, then the two of them are definitely, it's a good Kedushin, there are a couple. If he gave her over something which here and now is not worth a pruta, but you never know, it could be somewhere else, ha-be-kedushe suffix. That gets them not married uh, uh, um, absolutely, but married as a suffix. And the big nafkamina, of course, is going to be if she then decides, I don't know, a day later to accept kedushin from some other guy. So if it's a kedushi vadai, that's very nice, you want to accept kedushin from Bob, but you took it from Al yesterday, you're like Al's woman. However, if the Kedushin she did yesterday is a suffix, then we're going to get in trouble because maybe the second Kedushin is Kedushin, maybe she'll have to get a get from both of them now. That's going to be the Nafkamina. Hahu Gavrai, diamonds, the term Hahu. I think the rest of the shear is going to be a bunch of cases, which I'll start with Hahu. Um, two lines later, the last word on the line is also Hahu, and I put a diamond around that. That word Hahu on Yudbeis, Amudbeis. About 13, 14 lines down, first word on the line is lehu. In the middle of that line, there's a hahu. And then about 10, 11 lines from the bottom, last word on the line is hahu. I put a diamond around that. And finally, on yud gimel and aleph, I see about 13 lines down, last word on the line, not to be uh, sexist here, hahi. There was a, another case. It's all going to be cases of uh, Kiddushin, and it's not clear whether the thing that was given is, is worth um, uh, uh, the proper amount or not worth the proper amount, and that's going to be uh, essentially today's Shiri Mirza Hashem. So let's start with the first case. Yud Beis, Amun Aleph, about six, seven lines up. Hahu Gavra De'atish Bezavda De'ordi. Zavda De'ordi. He was Makadish woman with a handful of mattress stuffing or pillow stuffing. That's basically cushion stuffing. Okay. Hmm. Well, is that stuff worth a shavaprut or not? Yosef Rav Shimi Barchia, Kamei Dirav, I know i Rav's name. The Kamayan Banu, looking into it and assessing it. Well, Yisba uh, Shavapruta, in if that stuff is worth a shavaprut, then it would be a good condition. Elo, and if not, not. 
Okay, one second. So if it's not worth here and now, a Shava Pruta, it's not a good Kedushin? V'i leispa Shava Pruta. Lo? Question mark, comma. Well, didn't we have about five lines ago? V'hamar Shmuel. Underline Shmuel. Shmuel had said, Chayshinan. He said when it comes to the dates, even though a date here sells for about uh, one cent, but you never know. It could be in, in, in Moscow, it's selling for $4, and that's a Shava Pruta. So to over here, the stuffing material might not be worth a Shava Pruta here, but it could be much more valuable somewhere else. Loikasha, the Gemara says, actually, there's no difficulty here. Habe Kedushi Vadai, Habe Kedushi Suffolk. When Rav said his din, well, you got to see, is it worth a Shabrutta here and now? That would lead us to, if it was worth a Shabrutta here and now, then it's definitely a Kedushin. Shmuel, though, is be Kedushi Suffolk. Same thing that we would have to be, and the big enough mean the case would be if she accepted Kedushin from somebody else in the interim, um, then we would have to clarify, and she might have to receive a get from each one of them. Here's another case. Hahu, Hahu Gavra, there was this fellow, Da'akdish Ba'avna de Kuchla. Avna is like an evan, a stone, or a semi-precious stone. Kuchla is probably Kol, Kachol, sort of a bluish type of uh, stone. And he said to his beloved, or Mekdashishli, with his Avna de Kuchla, um, did it have enough value to it or not? Yosef Rav Chista, circular Rav Chista. So, uh, Rav Chista was sitting. Now, again, why would Rav Chista have to even get involved in this case? Like, let the guy turn around the next day and give her something of value. And you know what happened? Because in the interim, maybe this lady has to see a, uh, a therapist or something, but in the interim, so she accepted Keskidushin from another guy. Oh, boy. Now we're stuck. Is she really Mikudesh? Now, the Keskidushin except from the second guy was like $100. Definitely clear Kedushin. So, well, was she married to the first guy? Is the first guy only suffix? So, Rav Chista, excuse me, going to deal with this case. Circle of Chista's name, Yosef of Chista, so he sat to, to uh, analyze if it comes Shire and he was assessing East Bay Shavuta. Did that blue stone that she was given yesterday have a Shavuta's value? Then in, it would be a good condition to the first guy, not the second guy. V.E. low, and if it didn't, low, it would not be a good condition to the. Uh, to the first guy, but rather, it seems like it would be a good condition to the second guy. V.E. Lispe Shavapruta. Low? One second. So if that blue stone that she got from one of the guys yesterday doesn't have the value, you would say that she's definitely going to be to the second guy. Vaha Amar Shmuel. Again, we bring Shmuel in. We underline his name. Chayshin, did Shmuel have to be Chayshish? That even though now it's not worth that, you'd be Chayshish for someone else. In which case, is she definitely going to be married to the second guy? No. There's no way you married If you have a woman who's got a, kedush, a suffix kedushin to man number one, and then man number two gives you a kedushin, she's also not going to be for sure. So what's Rukhista saying? That if it's not worth here and now uh, a Shavapruta, she's definitely married to the second guy. Well, Rav Chista, he doesn't agree with Shmuel. So this is the first we've seen of someone who outright disagrees with Shmuel. That's Rav Chista. takes uh, broad shoulders, but uh, Rav Chista had them, and he said she's definitely Mekudesh to the second guy. No concern for the first guy. Now, you have a couple of characters who are going to come in now and question Rav Chista. Amrale, I vectored the Amrale, and here, this is basically the mother of the guy who thought he'd be slick and give her that blue stone, that it was questionable how much it was worth. Amrale Ime, so the mother of the blue stone guy, says to the good rabbi, Rav Chista, well, uh, one second, rabbi, Fahahu Yuma de Kadsha, that day that the Kedushin took place, Havi Beisha Pruta. Now, I checked, like, the exchange rates, and, like, you're checking now, I don't know, and say next day, maybe three months later, a month later. I know that it was worth a Shavapruta. That was the, the market value at that time. Okay, 
Now, they didn't have printed market values. You couldn't look back on the internet and see what it was worth. That's it. Who's telling us this? One person. Not, not eight, it's not two. One. Amar Law says Rav Chista back to that lady, Lav kol la It's not within your power as an aid, Echad, to Asr her, that girl, on the second guy who gave her a Vada Kedushin afterwards. Which is what the Psak is, if we don't know otherwise. So, sorry, you can't come in and say, oh, I remember a month ago when it happened, the Kedushin, that blue stone was actually worth a pruta. Won't accept it. Lav Hainu, and even brings a case precedence for this, that you don't accept what one aide says afterwards. Lav Hainu de Yehudis, de Visu de You had Yehudis, who was the, um, the daughter, uh, Judith, the daughter of um, Rebchia, um, and, and she, I think she had actually Chizkiah uh, and, and Yehuda, and she's like, she's brought a few times in the Shaspavli, she had an unbelievably long labor. You know, talk about a neighbor these days, oh, for like 12 hours, 15 hours. She had a three-month labor. She had twins. She had the first one after six months and the second one after nine months. I don't know exactly how that happened, but it, it, it was a very, very long labor, like three months. So uh, part of that was obviously her um, expressing things that, uh, whether she regretted it or not, she... Uh, Really uh, found this difficult. To have this lot later, she had uh, challenges in, in giving birth. Amrale, by the way, I don't know if this incident happened. I think it, it did during that childbirth, but whatever it is, she's in the middle of this labor, and she says to um, to Rebchia, uh, Rebchia's, uh, uh wife says to him, uh, "You know what? Actually, I remember my mommy told me Amrali aim kiba kidushi kizutri." Actually, I mean, who's she pregnant with? Her husband's kids and she's like going to a really tough time she's like, i actually remember that my mother told me that like i don't know a year before uh, i met you when i was still a minor my father accepted kedusha from some other guy she, she's basically just like she doesn't want to see repri repri is the one who got her impregnated and she's just having a really tough time and and that's what she's telling us you know what repri says back to his lovely wife who's going through a bit of a challenge amar law he says well Lav kol kamina de'imach, that's wonderful, that's what your mother says, but it's not within the power of your mother, de'asris lich ilavai, to make you usher to me. Essentially, she's saying, I could bring my mother in and testify that. But again, she's one witness, and one witness doesn't have the ability to usher on a vadai marriage. That's the case precedent that um, Rav Chis is bringing here for one person not being believed to take away what's a vadai, uh, otherwise marriage. Well, that was the mother of the bluestone guy. Now come along a contingent of rabbis. Amrile, I vector the Amrile. Amrile Rabbanan, a bunch of Rabbanan who said to Rav Chista, you're saying she can definitely live happily ever after with that second guy, but am I? Question mark. Kama. Ha. Um, Amri, they, they had said in, in another sugya, Ika sahadi be'idis, diyodi debahuyuma havibesham pruta. Uh, hold on one second. It's not just this guy's mother. There's like two kosher edim who also were there in the marketplace. We heard about them. Like everyone knows that they were there. But they happened to have moved to Tanzania. Or they happened to move to somewhere in central Montana. And they didn't invent the phone yet. And they didn't invent the Pony Express. We can't get in touch with them. Bottom line. But there's like kosher edus out there. Okay. What does Rav Chisa say to that? That's wonderful. 
kosher, bring the kosher adim here. Don't tell me there's adim who know when they moved somewhere else. I can't take that into account. Hashta says Rechista back to them. Miha, and this word is taken out, the low word. Less than who come on. Well, they're not here in front of us. And I'll give you case precedents that even though there might be some witnesses somewhere, that, that we don't take that into account. Lav hainu derebi chanina. Uh, Reb Hanina's case, and we'll, we'll describe what that case was momentarily, but Amar uh, Reb he had said, Austin, In that case over there, he heard there were witnesses. He says the witnesses are in, it was Austin, Texas, actually Austin, Rush says, means like in the north. Apparently there's like these two witnesses, but they moved up north somewhere. He says, you have Edim up north, and you want to ask her? In other words, the fact that, that even people are saying, well, there's Edim who know about this, but they're just not here right now, we don't take that into account. What's the case of Reb Hanina? You might remember it's in Ksubis. Um, Shmuel's daughters got taken captive, and there might have even been witnesses who knew that they had uh, slept with their captors, which would make them usher to Kohana, maybe even usher to their husbands. However, in that case, we allowed them to come in individually to the base measures and say, I was captive, and I nothing happened with me. They didn't uh, have uh, intercourse with me, and, and he went and believed them. Why? Because... Are there other witnesses who knew what happened? Okay, but they're not here right now, and we don't take that into uh, account. Okay, that was Rav Chista. Rav Chista seemed to have broad shoulders. Certainly had broad shoulders. I think we even circled him on the bottom of the previous Amud. Let's circle Abai Virava, because Abai and Rava were also around, and uh, they did not exactly agree with Rav Chista. Lo svira lahu lahad Rav Chista. They did not agree with Rav Chista to say that that woman is muttered to the second guy um, because apparently there's witnesses somewhere. There's like two kosher adim who could testify that that blue stone that she was given by the first guy was worth a shavruta when it, it was given to her. And the reason that Abaye and Rava feel uncomfortable going with the Rav Chista approach is because imi kilu b'shevuya. What was one of the cases? The girls who were taken captive, Shmuel's daughters. Well, that's fine because we'll be mako there. In general, a woman who's taken captive like makes herself ugly and disgusting because she doesn't want to be raped by those who took her uh, captive. However, when it was just a standard case that didn't have that issue involved, nakil, beishas ish, this making yourself ugly factor doesn't exist at all. And therefore, they don't feel comfortable applying it to this case. And notes the Gemara that she actually did go on and she married this second guy and they had a family. However, the rabbinical establishment or the families of the, the rabbinate didn't really feel comfortable marrying into that family of the kids that had because it was this question of could be that uh, the kids were problematic. That, I guess this is a few generations later, there remained from the descendants of that union um, in the city of Sura, and the Rabbanan stayed away. They wouldn't like marry into that family. Now, why? What was the issue that Rabbanan felt uncomfortable marrying? Lav mishum desfirlu de Shmuel. Not because they held like Shmuel, who we saw over and over again, that maybe it's worth a shavrut to somewhere else. That wasn't the issue. Rather, el mishum desfirlu kabai verava. The issue with them was forget about it. Might be there, there could be totally kosher adim somewhere else. We heard there's totally kosher adim somewhere else. We can testify to it. That's why they felt uncomfortable uh, marrying into that family. Here's another case. Hahu Gavra, we put a diameter on the Hu, the Akdush Beshutisa de Asa Beshuka. He got Mikadesh to a woman using a myrtle branch, in the marketplace. It's like in the middle of uh, of the uh, Merkaz over there, and then Benazmanim, he 
clops down on Shtender. I don't know where Shtender's over there, and he's Mekadesh with a myrtle branch. So we want to know, what do we do over here? Is this uh, acceptable? Is it not acceptable? Is there a problem? That's what Rav Yosef is asked. Rav Yosef responds, Shalach Lei, well, you know what you do with this fella? You whoop him, going according to Ashitas Rav. In other words, you give him Malkus, and you require that he get divorced from that woman like Shmuel. Now, why are you giving him Malkus? Did he do something wrong? I guess he did something wrong. De Rav, and here's a list of different things that Rav apparently would administer Malkus, not, not Malkus de Raisa, but like a Malkus Martus, a de Rabbanan, a going against the rabbi's desires, uh, for the following list of, I believe we have uh, six, seven, maybe eight different things here, and one of them is going to be because of this. De Rav, underline Rav's name, Mangid, he would administer Malkus to a person who, al Mekadesh Beshuka, what are you just going into the marketplace and, and walking up to a woman, Harem that, that That is improper. That's taking something so holy and precious and, and just making at Number two, Valdem Akadesh Babia. Even though it might be Del Raisa working, we do not want male folk being Makadesh, their female folk, using um, uh, uh, Bia. Number three, Valdem Akadesh below Shiduchi. Now, Shiduchi here specifically means a previous arrangement to get married. If you agree that you're going to get married, whether it's tomorrow, whether it's a year from now, whatever it is, that's fine, that's great. But if you're just going to get engaged and there's like no discussion about getting married, that is not something that should be done. Number four, the fourth thing you get Malkus, give Malkus for, Gita, if you have a husband who is Mavatel a get. Rashi has one approach. I prefer the Tosas approach, which, um, remember, we learned in Masechus Gittin, it used to be a husband could send a shliach with a get, and it was going to take like a month, and then he changed his mind. A week later, sets up a based in, the husband, in his hometown, and is mevatel that get. And we said, uh, you don't do that, right? Because the shliach has no idea. He's going to go. He's going to deliver the get to the woman. Really, it's about, about to get. The question was, let's say someone did that after the fact, and they weren't supposed to do it. So if someone did that, Rav would give uh, Malkus for that. Number five, moida agita. Another case is where a husband, he doesn't really want to give the get. They finally send in uh, two Italian guys like uh, Vinny and Bobby, each one six foot five with baseball bats, and uh, he agrees to give the get. Now, what's the issue? Well, he has to agree to give the get willingly. It can't be that he was forced to give it. So moida is if he serves notice on a get that he gave that actually was forced to give that get, which could lead like to questionable situation. Was it really a forced get or not? Anyway, Rabbi give Malkus to that type of fellow. Number six, Valdemitzar Shlucha de Rabbanan. The Shlucha de Rabbanan comes, hey, uh, Mr. Smith, uh, the rabbis need you to come and testify, and he gets like a bucket of water over his head, or they sick the Rottweiler out of him. In other words, a, a person who would hassle or um, hurt the Rabban on Shluchim uh, would also end up by uh, Rav getting Malkus. Valdechala shamta ilave tilsen yuman, a seventh thing, if somebody was put in Cherem and left the Cherem, the point of putting someone in Cherem is to get them to change. If the guy, like, I don't care if I'm in Cherem, and he goes 30 days that he has the shamta, the Cherem upon him without trying to get out of it, would also get Malkus. And finally, Valchasna the Dairebe Chamua, when you have a engaged couple, they're not married, and you have the Chasen living in the household of his Kala. Highly not recommended. Rashi actually says that potentially the mother-in-law could have eyes for the future son-in-law. I guess that could happen times, and we want to stay away from that. 
Okay, that was the eight things. Now, the Gemara just asks a bit of a side point for the next three lines. So you're saying if he moved in, that's when it's a problem? Did die or in? But Khalif lo, if he just like passed by the house of where his uh, Kala's family live, it wouldn't be a problem? Apparently that's also a problem. Vahu chasa, there was a particular chasan. The chalif, the engaged fellow, walked, he just walked by the bava debate chamua, the uh, entryway of his uh, future father-in-law's uh, household. Venagdi Roshashis, and Roshashis gave that guy Malchus. So that sounds like it's even uh, more intense. Well, it is, but only in that case. The Gemara explains, Hahu, that particular case where Roshashis gave the fellow Malchus, was because his future mother-in-law definitely had eyes for him. And he was probably told, I don't know, a dozen times, don't go near your future mother-in-law's household. Hahu meidam havedaima chamsemine. There were uh, suspicions that something potentially would go on between him and his uh, future mother-in-law. And uh, that was a unique case. But in general, just passing by isn't a problem, but actually moving in uh, would be definitely an issue. Okay, that is the f- tradition we have. Rav seems like he was administering Malkus if these things happen, I don't know, right and left, but c- for quite a few things. Whereas the Nahardoi, I know in Nahardoi, which was a different tradition, they said, uh, actually, Rav would not give Malkus for any of these things. He might not have looked fondly upon yet, but not like actual lashes. The Nahardoi Amri, Bekululoi Man Gidrav, in all those cases, Rav would not give Malkus. The only one is, if a man is Makadish woman, using uh, relations, Bia, without any previous understanding of when they were ever going to get married. That was uh, the only thing you give Malchus for. Alternatively, even if there was a previous understanding, yeah, we'll get married in a year, Nami, because of Pritsusa, it's just really not nice for a chasen to be Makadish, his kala using Bia, period. Woman using a, uh, um, um, a myrtle branch doormat. Okay, how much does a myrtle branch doormat cost? Amru lay, or maybe Amru lay, Malchus and Girsa, so there are people there and they said, hey, uh, buddy, uh, that thing's not worth a shove of pruta. You can't be Makadish woman with that. Amar lehu, so he says back to the people who just pointed it out, well, actually, you know what's woven into that doormat? A bunch of, like, coins. Tikdosh, let her be mekadesh ba'arbazuzi de ispa, with the four zuz that are sort of, like, slipped into that doormat. Shaklasa, so she kept it, she held on to the mat, ve'ishtika, and didn't say anything one way or another. You ever have this with women? Like, Tell me one way or another, not the silent treatment. Please don't give me the silent. Anyway, so what did she do over here? And that's what's in the issue. What's her silence indicate? Amar Rava, Allah is circled Rava, and Rava says, This is a case of her silence after the money was already given. Is basically nothing. In other words, it would be ineffective. Okay, that's a shtikusa de matan Mois. Rashi says, Rashi is on the third narrow line right before it gets wide. When she originally took this mat, and like there were the coins hidden inside of it, she didn't know about that. When she becomes aware after she's been holding the mat now for like three minutes that there's actually coins in there, and she was silent. That's a silence, but it's after she already got the money. 
he, and I underline till the end of the Rashi now, de shaska, that which she's quiet, she doesn't have anything to say, it doesn't make a difference. She's figuring, I took this as a mat. I know a mat's not worth a shove pruta. Everyone knows a mat's not worth a shove pruta. So I don't even have to say anything. Nothing need be said. Amarava. Now, where does Rava know that from? So says Rava, and this point that Rava's going to make, I put a long point marking, goes down to the fourth line on Yud Gimelamad Aleph. So says Rava Minaminala that a shtikus lachar, the money was already given. She already had the money in her hand. She actually had the mat in her hand, and she realized that it's got money in it. From where do I know that that's a nothing? Disanya. Here's a brysa. The brysa starts here and goes for about three and a half lines. Amar la. And so you have a man and this woman, and he says to her, Hey, uh, lady, can you hold this $100 coin for me? Kama, the chazer va'amar la. And then he says to her, Hiskachili boy, with that $100 coin. Okay, did he say it before he gave her the money or after he gave her the money? Colon. Bishas, matan mois. I squiggle underline the word bishas. If it's at the time that he gave her the money, like right before, then mekudeshes. He says here, hey, lady, um, can you uh, watch this uh, $100 coin for me? And then like a moment before he gives it to her, he says, with it, she accepts it. That's Kiddush. And if it's La'achar Matan Mois, if he mentions to her that, oh, uh, five minutes ago when I gave you that coin to watch me, you're Mikudesha, La'achar Matan Mois, I squiggle underline the word La'achar, then it depends. Ratsasa, I underline Ratsasa, if she wants Mikudesha, it's a Kiddushin, comma, Loi Ratsasa, underline Loi Ratsasa, if she doesn't want, in a Mikudesha, it's not a good Kiddushin. $64,000 question, how do you know if the woman wants it or how do you know if the woman doesn't want it? In other words, more specifically for the Gemara, the terms, ratsa and loiratsa, says the Gemara now, my ratsa, my loiratsa, how do we understand she wants or she doesn't want? Well, ilema, I squiggle on the ilema, if you want to try to say that ratsa means da'amra in, yes, that's a pretty good indication that she wants it. Whereas loiratsa is da'amra where she says no, okay, so that's in the Safest case. If it's then we go as she wants or doesn't want it. The implication of that would be where she says low, because low ratsa means no, only in the safe it's not a good kedushin, but in the reisha, nami have a kedushin? One second. She says no in the reisha. No, I don't agree. Amai, why would it possibly be a kedushin? Haka amra low. No means no. If she said, if she said no, it means no, even in the reisha it wouldn't be good. Ella. So I squiggle under the Ella, Ella Lav. It must be like this. Ratsasa equals the Amrein. Must be she said yes. You know what the Loi Ratsasa means, though, when the Brysa said she doesn't want? She didn't say one way or another. The Ishtika Mashtika. She was remaining silent. In other words, if she wanted it, she would say yes. Anything other than a yes is viewed as not wanting. Ushmamina. And this says. Um, Rava is where he would conclude this principle from of Shtika Dalachamatan Mois. Excuse me, Ushmamina Shtika Dalachamatan Mois. What is it? It's a Shtika. It came after the money was already given. Viloi Klum He. It's not considered anything, basically. It's not a good Kiddushin. Okay. Kashuba, they had a little bit of difficulty with this in Pum Nahara. Pum Nahara, it was on the. Uh, near the entrance of a river, or the exit of a river, really the mouth of the river, it's, but it's the name of the city, and they had the question, Mishmei, in the name of Rav Huna Bredri Vishua. I know Rav Huna Bredri Vishua. Says Rav Huna Bredri Vishua, can you really compare these two cases? Me dummy. They're, they're not comparable. Colon. 
Hasam Bitaris Pikadon Yahavinhu Niala. In that case, what did he originally give it to her? He said, Here, can you hold this hundred dollar coin for me? Therefore, what did she figure? She's got the coin, and five minutes later he makes the proposal. Savra, she figures, when he makes the proposal, what does she want to do? Like throw that back in his face. But you know how girls throw. Sometimes she'll try to throw it back in his face and it's just throw it to the side and then it'll go down into the gutter or it'll go over into the river. Savra, ishadina lahu. If I throw it back at him, umitbiri, and something happens, literally it breaks or something is broken. Mechaiv nabuhu, I'm chayiv. She, she basically knows the halachas, that she took it as a pikadon. When you take something as a pikadon from someone else, you have liability responsible for it. And that's why she didn't necessarily throw it back. Whereas Hacha, the other case, he didn't give her the mat to watch the mat. He said, I kudeshesli with his mat though. Hacha, so if she originally got it, not to watch over it, but as kiddushin, but as kiddushin, what's she figuring? V'i isa deloi nichala, if like she really didn't want the Kedushin, to be hal with this guy, Lishtina let her just throw the mat back at the guy. Okay, and that would uh, seem to indicate that at least Rav Huna Bader didn't like the comparison that Rava made. Parach Rav Achai. Rav Achai says, that's wonderful when you have like all the girls getting post-doctorates in Talmudical logic. You're telling me that this young girl knew the difference between the halachas when she was giving something as a pikad and if she throws it back she'll be responsible as opposed to if she was giving something the Torah's Kedushin Atu Kulu Nashi you think that all ladies that you can say that this is the defining principle Dina Gamiri they're knowledgeable in, in halachas of, of, of monetary law nah Hachanami Savra what was going on over here in the mat as she figured she got the mat she's what do people know basic level you're given something you're responsible for it Isha Dina if I give it back to him and something happens it breaks I'm going to be responsible for its Achrayas and that's why she didn't throw it back not that she's necessarily agreeing Shalach Ravacha Barav Lakame Duravina so like we need a Psak over here Kihai Gavna Mai in the mat case what do we say is it a good Kedushin or not Shalach sends back Ravina. Well, we actually don't have that story that you brought about seven lines ago over of Huna, Raider of Yoshua. However, you who clearly do have that incident uh, as part of your Messiah of Rav Huna, Raider Yoshua, Asain, y'all, Deshmiel who heard it, Choshlu, you should definitely be Choshesh for it. Period. Hahi itita, I diamond the Hahi, and this is the last in our series. There was this woman and she was selling varshachi, some sort of silk ribbons or bandles or bracelets or jewelry or, or something like that. Asu Gavra comes along, Biff. And what does Biff do? Chataf varshacha He grabs away one of her bracelets that she's selling. Amrale, she says back to Biff, uh, excuse me, Biff. Hava uh, Niale, please give that back to me. Amarla says Biff to the lady, well, uh, okay, how about this? I'll make a deal with you. So I'll give it back to you, and then you'll be mikadeshish to me with that, what I'm giving back to you. Shakla say, so she took it back, and then here we go again. Vi'ishtika, or ishtika, she remained silent. Now, if she would have said, oh, it's so wonderful, I've been waiting for you to ask me this whole time, that, then it probably would be a condition. If she says, just give it back, you like slime bag and get out of my face, then she probably would not be a condition. But what's her shtikus? Of Amar of Nachman, I saw of Nachman, that this woman is more than within the right that she could come and say afterwards, in Shakli, Vididi Shakli. That's right, I took that thing from him, but I took it, it was mine. I wasn't taking it as a condition. Okay, that was what Rav Nachman would say. 
Rava questions that with the following Tanaic source. Starts here, goes for about a line and a half. And, and this Tanaic source is going to seem to have a case that's exactly what we had. Um, Kitsha, if you have a man who's Makadesh woman, and here's a whole list of things, I don't know what this guy's uh, Shidduch resume look like, but let's say it's Makadesh her using Gezel. Okay, something that he had stolen. Or Hamas, something that he had forced away from someone else. So Gezel is he just took it outright, like in the middle of the day without paying for it. Hamas is he took it outright in the middle of the day and gave money, but the people who gave, he took it from weren't interested in selling. Or Begneva, where he snuck in the middle of the night or took it. Or, here's the case we want to look for, Shechataf Salamiyada. He grabbed a $100 bill from her hand, literally he grabbed a coin from her. The kitchen turned around and Mekadish her with it. Mekudeshes. It would be a good Kedushin. Hmm. It's a good Kedushin. Now, how did it work a good Kedushin? Apparently, like, when he grabbed away from her, she was Michael to him. And then when he turned around as Makadisher with it, it would work. Well, says, I guess, Rav Nachman back to Rava, there's two different cases going on over here. Were the two of them, like, you know, going out, they had six dates together, they decided they want to get engaged, they were talking about the engagement and marriage, or not? Hasam, over there, Bede Shadich, is where there was a previous arrangement for the two of them to hook up as man and wife. And as opposed to the other case where Biff was just walking through the marketplace and grabbed a bracelet away from her, and uh, she says, uh, he says, if I give back to you, to me, and she takes it back silently, where there it's definitely uh, very reasonable to say, she can say, yeah, I took it from him, and I took back my thing. I'm not interested in being his wife. Now, we see then that uh, we're making a distinction between whether there was a shadich or not, whether it's like a previous arrangement that they were going to get married or not. How do you know that that is grounds to make this distinction? The Gemara for the next uh, 15, 16 lines, so the first of the wider lines is going to deal with that. And not Timra. Where is it that we say, Deshani Lam, we make a distinction, Ben Shadich, Udeloi Shadich. Desanya. Here's a Brisa. Brisa goes for four lines and starts here. Amar La. If you have a situation where a man says to a woman, Hey lady, Here, take this hundred dollars that I owe you. Kama. The Chazar Vamarlan, and he turns around shortly afterwards and says to her, Hiskadshili boy, Haremakudashasli with it. Well, Colin, when did it happen? When did he make this second statement that he wants to be Makadeshis to her with it? If it was Bishas, I squiggle on the word Bishas. Bishas Matan Mais, at the time he gave it to her, like right before he handed it to her, he said to her, Hey, you know, I owe you $100. And then she walks over to him, and like at the moment he's giving it to her, he says, and Haremakudashasli, then. Here we go again. Ratsasa, I underline the word Ratsasa. If she wants, Mikudesh, it's a good Kiddushin. Kama, Loi Ratsasa, if she didn't want, Eina Mikudesh. Kama. If, however, he says to her that line, oh, yeah, the old $100, that's for Kiddushin. Laachar Matanma, he says to her five minutes after he gave her the money, I squiggle underline the word Laachar. Afilu Ratsasa, Eina Mikudesh. Even if she wants it to be Kiddushin, well, that's nice, but it's not Kiddushin. That's the end of the Tanaic source. And just like we did at the bottom of the previous summit, we have to do over here. What does it mean she wants or she doesn't want? Like, what's going on? Is she saying yes? Is she saying no? She's saying nothing. My Ratsa, my Loi Ratsasa. Ilema, Ilema. If you want to say Ratsasa equals Damra'in, she says, oh, yes, I'd love to be your wife. And then she agrees to it. Loi Ratsasa. And Loi Ratsasa means Damra Lo. No way. Okay, and that's what it means in the ratio that when he said to her a moment before he gave her the money, oh yeah, Harim Akdeshli with it, she said yes, yes, no, no. What would the diak from that be? Ha ishtika, if she just remains silent, havu kedushin. Apparently it would be a good kedushin. The only time it's not is if she says outright no. 
Well, if that were the case, and that was the pshat, then the Bryce just could have said, Venisni Mikudeshes, Stam, and do we have a precedent for that? Yeah, on the bottom of the previous Amud. We have, which is taught Stam, Bishas Matan Maos, Mikudeshes. That was actually four lines from the bottom of the previous Amud. You didn't have to separate up between Ratzah and Ratzah. And yet this Tanakh source didn't say that. Ella, rather, it must be Aisqulan on the Ella. That in the above Tanakh source, Ratzisa equals to Amra'in, where she said, yes, clear verbal agreement and indication that she's interested in marrying this guy. Kama, loy Ratzisa equals to Ishtika. She didn't say one thing this way, one thing that shouldn't say anything. Vekatani, and the silence results, says the snake source, De'ina mekudeshes. Okay, now, my taima, why ina mekudeshes? Pretty simple. Because she could come back and explain herself in Shakli. Yeah, sure, I, I took the $100 bill that he gave me. Shakli. Remember, the whole case started out, he owed her $100. And he said to her, here's the $100. At the moment he said to her, Rehom Mekudeshli with that $100 and handed it to her, she'll say, yeah, sure. I'm not interested in getting Kedim Mekudeshli. I didn't say anything. If I wanted to agree, I would have verbally agreed to it. The fact that I remained silent was because I was taking my own thing. Well, the problem with this then is Velakasha Hach, the snake source that we had, Oh, about 14, 15 lines ago. And we repeat it over here. If a man is Mekadesh woman using Gezel or Hamas or Geneva or Shechataf Selamiyada, or he grabbed a Sela from her and turned right around the kitchen and then says, Mekadeshli with this Sela, it is a good Kiddushin. That's the end of the Tanaic source. How come it's a good Kiddushin over there? We just said it's not a good Kiddushin. Elalav Shmamina, rather, should we not conclude from here? Two different backgrounds going on in those cases. Hadeshadich, you know what's with Kedushin? They're a couple, they're happy, they want to get engaged. He grabs away, you know, he reaches into her purse and pulls out a, 20, uh, 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 a 200 shekel bill. And then he turns around a moment later and says, Hare Mikudeshesli and gives it back to her. Yeah, because there was a previous understanding they were going to get engaged and married. Ha, whereas the other case where he said it wouldn't work, her silence would, remain, it would result in them not being married, is Deloshadich, period. Apparently, when uh, great men pass away, their students get together and try to reminisce about different things they did or said. And, and the same happened when Rav Asi passed away. The Rabbanan got together and, and discussed a number of things that uh, he had said. And uh, the Gemara is going to bring three of them. Mir Tashem will pick up with this tomorrow. Hadkan.